0: Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. I want to ask you this question as we get started tonight. Why did Jesus die on the cross? Now, I want you to not think so elementary or so basic tonight in regards to this question, but why didn't he die by an arrow getting shot through his heart? Why didn't he die while walking around town? And then somebody just, you know, robbing him. Why didn't he die by stoning? You know they wanted to get rid of him. Why didn't they stone him? Why didn't he die by drowning in water? He was on the boat a lot. Why didn't one of those boats sink and he just drowned? And they wanted him dead. Why did he die on the cross? Why, when Pilate was talking to him and Pilate said, I have the means to, uh, e- e- to, to get you out of this situation, I have the means to cause you to walk away free, and he was silent three different times that Paul, I'm sorry, that Pilate uh, asked him questions. Why? Why did he know that he had to get up on the cross Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 13 through 14. Galatians chapter 3, and verses 13 through 14. And the word of the Lord says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And let's back up to verse 13, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why did he die on the cross? Why was he crucified? And the cross is a tree. Why wasn't he hanged? Why did he have to be crucified on a tree on the cross to redeem us from the curse? Now, we're going to talk about redemption from the curse tonight. And I want you to look at the message translation real quick. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 in the message translation It says, Christ redeemed us from the self-defeating, cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. Do you remember what the scripture that says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree? This is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. Watch this. He became a curse. And at the same time, I love this, dissolve the curse. Glory to God. And now because of that, the air is cleared and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews. As you and I, we are able to receive God's life, his spirit in and with us by believing just the way Abraham received it. So this is very important that Jesus died on the cross so that he could dissolve and absorb the curse of the law. And so the word redeemed, now this is Bible study tonight, you get ready. I'm going to break some words down. The word redeemed means to pay for or the purchase, to pay for the purchase, to buy back, to recover, or to ransom. To pay for the purchase, to buy back, to recover, or to ransom. Now, typically, you talk about this word redemption when you're talking about human beings. Uh, We don't usually talk about buying human beings. That would be wrong. Uh, That is occurring right now in the world that people are buying human beings, and that is completely wrong. They're doing it for the wrong reason. They're doing it to enslave them. But to redeem someone is to purchase someone, but but for the reason of setting them free you read you're purchasing them someone would buy a slave to set them free from slavery that would be what redemption is all about and so when christ redeemed us he purchased us he bought us he paid for us he ransomed us and he did it by his precious blood first 1 peter 1:18 through 19 talks about the cost for us was not silver and gold but it's the precious blood of jesus Now, Psalms 107, verse 2, watch this. Psalms 107, verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, glory to God, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Watch this. The redeemed of the Lord are to say what? So. (laughs) If the enemy is attacking you and you don't know what to say, you just shout so. If he's coming at you with everything he's got, you just shout, so the redeemed of the Lord are supposed to say something, glory to God. The redeemed of the Lord are supposed to talk. They're supposed to communicate and they're supposed to say so. Now say this after me. I'm redeemed redeemed from the curse of the law. law. Say it one more time. I'm redeemed redeemed from the curse of the law. law. That sounds so good. Say it one more time. I'm redeemed. From the curse of the law. law. Now, in the Old Testament, there are various places where God laid down the curses. Leviticus chapter 26, the entire chapter, I encourage you to read the entire chapter. I did that this week. And Deuteronomy chapter 28, the entire chapter of Deuteronomy, well, not the entire chapter, sorry. Let me back up. I said the entire chapter. The first part of Leviticus 26 talks about the blessings, and there's only a handful of verses that talk about the blessings in that chapter. The rest talk about the curses. In Deuteronomy 28, the first 14 verses talk about the blessing, and then the next like 42 plus talk about the curse. And so there's more mention of the curse than it really is the blessing. And to give you some definition, the curse is an imposing spiritual force, a negative spiritual force in operation. The curse is an empowerment to fail. The curse is the cause of continual trouble, harm, sickness, poverty, and misfortune. So the curse is a continual cause of these things happening in people's lives. I know many of you may have felt, man, I'm cursed. This keeps happening in my life. Or you might look at someone else and say, "You could, that person keeps failing and failing and failing. They're, it seems like they are cursed. Consequently, on the opposite side, you look at someone that is carrying the blessing. That's you and I. We're carrying the blessing. I'm talking about you. Where you are empowered to prosper. It's a positive spiritual force in operation, and the cause is calling, you, causing you to stay in health and prosperity and wellness and things working out for you. That's the blessing of the Lord. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes. Now, the curse is an imposing spiritual force. I want to talk about what we've been redeemed from tonight. Sin brought the curse, okay? Sin is what brought the curse. Adam and Eve sinned, and they brought the curse and caused it to be in operation in the earth and the curse because you have been been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ the curse has no legal right in your life the curse has no legal right in your life because Christ redeemed you from that negative Spiritual force that's an operation. Christ redeemed you from the empowerment to fail, and the curse has no legal right in your life. Come on, let's say it again. Christ redeemed me from the curse. Say it one more time, like you mean him. He redeemed you and I from the curse of the law. Now, I will say this before we get into this. There are two reasons why the curse could have a right in your life. Two reasons why the curse could have a right in your life. Number one, you don't believe in the finished works of Jesus. You don't believe in what he's done for you in his death, burial, and his resurrection. And you don't accept his free gift of salvation. And so you'll see a lot of unsaved people that don't believe this way are walking around with the curse on their life. You know you can have a lot of money and still be cursed, They're walking around with the curse in operation on their life because they have never accepted the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, the second reason why the curse could have a right in your life is you're in sin and you refuse to repent. You're in sin and you refuse to repent, meaning you know that you are operating in sin and that word repent means change your mind or change your direction. You're in sin and you refuse to repent, uh, the curse, Proverbs 26, chapter 2 says, the curse doesn't come without a cause. When it comes, there is a cause, and that cause is you're in sin, and you refuse to turn your mind, change your mind, turn your direction, and the curse could have a right in your life. Somebody say, Christ redeemed me Christ redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let's go here. Let's start Bible study tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And uh, let's look at verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 28, 21. I'm going to read some verses that talk about the curse. This is the curse that God stated in Deuteronomy about what would happen to the Jews, to the Israelites, if they didn't obey the Lord God. Now, because of Jesus, thank God we walk in the blessing and Jesus is our eternal sacrifice. Glory to God. And Jesus' blood was shed for us so that you and I don't have to every month bring some kind of lamb and sacrifice a lamb and the blood of the lamb would cover our sin. No, Jesus did it once and for all, eradicated the effects of sin on our life. Glory to God. I said it before, and you hear me say it again. Sin has no dominion over you. Amen. Amen. You, sin has no dominion over you. Now you can't, I'll say it this way: you can't run away from the presence of sin. Sin is all around us. We can't hide from the presence of sin. But sin doesn't have to have power over you. You listen you are redeemed from the practice of sin. You don't have to keep sinning over and over and over. And if you do sin, I love what 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 says, that you have an advocate with the Father Christ Jesus that if you sin, glory to God, you can run to the Father and there is forgiveness for you. Hallelujah. Now let's look at verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 21. Watch this. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. Now, watch this. The Lord will make the plague cling to you. What that simply means is the curse is a plague, and the plague is disease after disease, disease after disease. And when you read this, the Lord will make the plague. I want you to read it this way that because of the curse, these things are allowed to happen in your life. Uh, the way the writers wrote the scriptures was they mentioned this is what the Lord would do to you. But what happened is the covering was no longer on them because they remained in sin. So the Lord didn't even have to do this. It was going to happen because the curse is already in operation in your life. So the Lord is not cursing you. No, the curse is already in operation, and if you don't have the covering, if you haven't been redeemed, then these things will happen to you, and I want to let you know that you've been redeemed from disease after disease. Somebody say, I'm redeemed redeemed. from disease disease after disease. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 22. Do you remember chapter 28, verse 22? The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. (laughs) This is the curse. Now let's break this down. This is the curse. It says that consumption, and I did some study, reading some different translations, looking at some different definitions. Consumption includes tuberculosis, wasting disease infectious disease and disease of the lungs. Fevers, it says that fevers will be there. Fevers obviously are colds and infections. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. redeemed From the curse of the law. Watch this, severe burning. Fevers. The flu. we redeemed from the flu. Glory to God. Strep throat. COVID, hallelujah, we're redeemed. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm, it, part of these definitions is the word seizures. Am I saying that right? Seizures, seizures, there you go. Caesar is the uh, king, huh? Seizures. <laughs> Say, I'm redeemed, from seizures. I'm redeemed from seizures. I have a, a friend right now, a good friend of mine. Uh, his son is young, 19, right? 19 years old, in shape. Uh, looking good, he was going into the military, all of a sudden started having Caesars. He had a, I'll say this, he had a stroke, 19. Started, started having Caesars. I, I, he called me, told me about it. We started saying, we're redeemed from Caesars. We're redeemed. The boy is getting better and better and better right now. Hallelujah. Getting stronger and stronger and stronger. We're redeemed. Now that doesn't mean stuff ain't gonna happen to you. I'm not preaching a message that you ain't going to go through nothing. I'm preaching that you're redeemed from it, meaning it has no dominion over you. And if something has no power or authority over you and you shouldn't have it, then you need to resist it with everything you got. Somebody shout, "I'm I'm redeemed. Blight. That word blight is the word wither or decay. Decay. Mildew. Mildew was in that verse. Jaundice, paleness, liver issues, immune system. Inflammation was in that verse. Redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, heat, and a disturbed function of an area of the body. If the curse said this is what's going to happen to you, The Word of God is telling us we've been redeemed from these things. Hallelujah. Say, I'm redeemed from inflammation, from mildew, from the flu, from liver issues, from pain, from tuberculosis, and from fevers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm redeemed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, look at verse 27. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 27. The Lord will strike you with boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. This is a curse. You cannot be healed from this. But thank God Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Glory to God. Being made a curse for me, glory to God. Christ absorbed the curse, and He dissolved the curse. Now, watch this. Verse twenty-seven: boils are the botch. How many heard of the botch? Burning sores, abscesses, inside and out. We've been redeemed from this. Tumors, we're redeemed from tumors. Scabs. That word scabs, I looked it up, are hemorrhoids, sores, ulcers, and it includes cancer. The itch. Man, the itch sounds bad. (laughs) Scurvy. Eczema. Say, "I'm I'm redeemed. Eczema, scurvy, continuous itch. Hives. Allergies. Allergic reactions and rashes. Come on, somebody say, I'm redeemed. redeemed. This is part of the curse, but we've been redeemed from this. Man, I want you to get excited about this. When these things try to jump on us, we can shout, no, I'm of the redeemed of the Lord. And I say, no, I say so. (laughs) Hallelujah. You have no right in my body. If God didn't give it to me, I don't want it. And too often we've taken a posture of, well, you know, I'm getting to a certain age. And at this certain age, you know, things stop working. And when they stop working, you know, I'm okay with that. And because I'm okay with that, then that's just what happens to everybody. And everybody ain't redeemed. But I'm talking to a group of people that's been redeemed. I'm redeemed from this. I don't have to go through this. I don't have to live my whole life battling hives all the time. I don't have to live my whole life battling the botch and eczema and, and hemorrhoids and sores and allergies. Well, it's allergy season. You know how my allergies, they, they act up during allergy season. You know, you know how it is, my allergies. You're redeemed from it. Let the redeemed say so. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm redeemed. There you go. Help me out back there, brother. I hear you. I hear you. Look at verse 35, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 35. I got excited studying about this. (laughs) The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs. That sounds terrible. With severe boils, which cannot be healed. And from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. These are sores that can't be healed and that are all past. Let me say it this way, I'm sorry. These are sores that can't be healed and that are past all remedies. So anything the doctors say, there's no remedy for that. There's no cure for that. You're going to have to just deal with that. You have been redeemed from that. Glory to God. I'm redeemed from the doctor saying there's no remedy. God has a remedy. You know, the doctor's word is not the final word. Listen to me now. The doctor's word is not, I am not against doctors. I think doctors and the word of God should be on the same team. I go to the doctor and I encourage you to go to the doctor. But the doctor doesn't have the final word. I went to the doctor once. I had something going on in my body and I went to the doctor once about it. I said, doctor, what are some natural remedies for this? And the doctor said, I can give you some medication. I said, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want medication. I want some natural. There's got to be some natural remedies. He said, I don't know of any natural remedies, but I got some medication. I said, no, doc, no, no. I don't, I don't want to be stuck on this medication. Don't feel condemnation if you're taking medication in here. But there are, there are natural remedies, and there's the redemption from the Lord that can take place. Somebody shout, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Say it again, I'm redeemed. Wow. One more time like you mean it. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go to verse 28. Let's back up. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 28. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 28. Watch this. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. Mm. Madness is anxiety and fear. Anxiety and fear. You're redeemed from anxiety and fear. There is no fear in love. 1 John four eighteen. for perfect love casts out fear. Glory to God. So you've been redeemed from madness. Oh, I'm going to go mad. No, you're not. You're redeemed from it. I like this blindness. That means you can't see physically, mentally, or spiritually. Hmm. I'm redeemed from blindness. Say that, I'm redeemed from blindness. blindness. I mean, there are some things you're going to have to be able to see. I need to see what's going on. I need to see the inner workings of what's going on. I need to see some things other people are not seeing. What do you see that I don't see, Lord? You see this in a way I don't see. I need to see it. I'm redeemed from blindness. I'm going to see things the way God sees things. The word they use in this verse, the word confusion of heart. That is mental Or emotional instability. And how many of you know we got a lot of uh, mental instability going on right now? A lot of confusion. That's the curse in operation. People don't know if they're male or female. That's the curse. That's the curse in operation instability, mental and emotional instability. Say, "I'm I'm redeemed. Look at verse 59. Verse 59, Deuteronomy 28 59. Then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Wow. This is part of the curse. So now we're talking about genetics, genetics, generational curses. Say, I'm redeemed from generational curses. I'm redeemed now, I need to say something about generational curses. There is a movement going around uh, where you have to do something extra. You, you need to get, you need, you need to be delivered for something extra and, and the salvation experience didn't, wasn't enough. I mean, you need to go and you need to go to this deliverance man and he needs to do something extra to you because it just wasn't enough. No, as soon as you gave your life to Jesus, that bloodline from the curse was cut off right at that moment and you've been redeemed instantaneously at that moment and generational curses have no right over your life. Son, I'm redeemed. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have generational practices. Did you hear me? You can practice some things that went down the line, and the reason why you're going through what mama went through and grandma and big mama and all them went through is because you were practicing what they were doing. You were eating the way they were eating. You were doing the things they were doing, and some of the curses that came with that lifestyle jumped on you, too. Okay? And so it, you don't need to go get somebody to lay hands on you and get a demon off. You need to probably eat a little differently. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I'm know, i talking to somebody here that, you know, online. Maybe it's not in here. Online. Glory to God. Say it one more time. I'm, de- I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. From, generational curses. from generational curses. Things passed down from parent to child. You're redeemed from that. Yeah. Things passed down. Well, my mama died at 19 and, and then it died at 19 and and you know I'm gonna die. No, you redeemed from that. Hallelujah. Things being passed down. I'm redeemed from that. I'm under a new bloodline. The blood of Jesus. Type G for God. That's my blood type G. When they ask you what's your blood type, you say G. No, just like, <laughs> Doctor, look at you crazy. <laughs> Lingering illnesses. I'm redeemed from that. I just I'm always sick. I'm always sick. You're redeemed from always being sick. I remember I knew this girl in high school. She was always sick. I mean, she, she supposedly had a crush on me. I said, "Man, no, she's always sick. No, no, <laughs> something's not right." She don't know she been redeemed from that. Long severe sicknesses. This is what he said in that verse. There will be prolonged plagues. You're redeemed from long severe sicknesses. You're redeemed from things that keep coming back. I'm redeemed for that. If it pop up, you say, I'm redeemed from that. You, listen, you don't even know the power that you have in your voice to begin to speak to things and they have to stop. The power, I'm talking about things in the invisible realm. You can speak to it, but instead we've been taught to embrace it. Well, this is, this is us. This is our culture. This is what we kind of go through. And, and, you know, um, they say in the black culture, high blood pressure. Well, I'm redeemed from high blood pressure. Glory to God. Well, you know, you got it. This is kind of in what you deal with. Uh, what's the other one, babe, that they say in the black, black race? Um, diabetes. Yeah, that's the other one. Diabetes. Well, we can, we can do something different about that. Glory be to God. Say, I'm redeemed from diabetes. 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 we can be redeemed from. Um, things that keep coming back. I'm redeemed from things that keep coming back. And they come back and I'm redeemed. And you shout to it, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I say so, glory to God. Don't come back. Look at verse 65. Turn there, verse 65. Deuteronomy 28, verse 65. And among those nations, you shall find no rest. Wow, this is the curse, no rest. Nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes and anguish of soul. This is part of the curse, always feeling weak. Always weak, I'm just weak. I'm weak. Stop saying this, too. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just tired. Well, guess what Guess what? your body is hearing? Well, we're, I'm tired. And then your body starts saying, well, I guess we're tired. We're tired. And yeah, the mind is telling us through the mouth, the command center of our body is our mind It's telling the body, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. We tired, we tired, we're tired. Shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. And you begin to shut down. Oh, I'm just weak. I'm weak. I'm just weak. I'm just so weak. I'm so weak. What are the weak supposed to say in Joel chapter 310? Well, why are we not saying I'm strong? When we are weak, we're supposed to say I'm strong. When we're weak, not when we're strong. Notice, let the weak say. I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. I'm strong. This is what we're supposed to be saying. I'm strong. Do we get tired? Yes. But I don't have to say what I feel. I can say what I believe. I'm challenging to go a little higher. Anybody can say what they feel. It takes a man a woman of faith to say what they believe. Even when you're tired, you say, I am strong even when the kids are just oh gosh I got them they, they running around and it's discipline after discipline I say I'm not I don't say I'm tired even though I'm tired I say I'm strong I'm strong your daddy's strong daddy is strong and when I have to discipline now listen I, I tell them I'm built for this now I'm, I'm built if you want to act right I'm built to discipline okay I was built I'm never too tired to discipline okay because I'm strong. Somebody shout, I'm strong. I'm strong. Say, I, I am, am strong. strong. So when you're weak, what are you supposed to say? I'm when you're tired, what are you supposed to say? I'm strong. I'm strong. And then this is what's going on. Your body said, okay, I think we're supposed to get a little stronger here. We're supposed to get a little stronger. Many of you that work out, all of you that work out, all of you, did you hear me say that? All of you that work out. <laughs> we all supposed to be doing some kind of exercise. Your mind will begin to tell you all the time. Matter of fact, come on, people lift up their hand right now. Right hand, just lift it up. All right, lift it up as, as high as you can lift it. All right, just a little bit higher. Come on, a little bit higher. Now, now watch this. Now put it down. I said lift it up the highest you can go, and all y'all lifted the highest you go. And I said a little bit higher, and all y'all went a little bit higher. You know you can do a little bit more than you think you can do? You can go a little further than you think you can go. You can keep going just a little bit longer than you think you can. You are stronger than you think you can. I got to camp out here for a minute because we're in the society where we just, Pastor, I'm tired. I hear the altar, Pastor, I'm tired. I'm just tired, (laughs) Pastor. Oh, I'm tired. I ain't going to be able to make that meeting because I'm tired. And and I'm looking at him like, the weak are supposed to say I'm strong. You understand, Pastor? I can't make that meeting because I'm just tired. No, I don't understand because you might supposed to be at that meeting. I, I'll say it. I don't know why I'm saying, it, but I'll, I'll say it. There, there, used to be a time people used to say this all the time to me when I first started pastoring. Pastor, I can't, I can't come to that. I can't come to that thing because you know I got to work. I got to work. You know, you know, I got to work. I can't make it. I got to work. And they would want me to say, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I used to do that. Oh, yeah, like, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord spoke to me and said, stop stop doing that. I said, why, Lord? He said, because they think if you say it's okay, they think I say it's okay. There were times when I was working jobs. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, I was working at Home Depot. And a man of God would come in a certain meeting on a random day of the week. And the Lord would say, I want you at that meeting. But I had to work. And the Lord said, I want you to go. But I had to work. What am I supposed to say to God? I'm supposed to say I got to work? Am I that what I'm supposed to say? Or am I supposed to say, yes, Lord. I'll be at that meeting. I would change my schedule, get someone to get to get there, and then I would go to where God's telling me to go. It's going to be quiet in here because, you know, I got to work. Is the, it's the oh, We got this good. Oh, I got to work. Now, there may be times that God wants you to go to work. Matter of fact, most of the time, that should be your default. (laughs) I'm going to work. And there may be times that the Lord will tell you, hey, that particular meeting, you can miss that thing. Go ahead and go to work. But when he tells you to be somewhere and you got to work, you better measure your values. Where do they lie? And I stopped telling people that. I used to say, yeah, I understand, man. I stopped saying it. And so one time one guy said, you're just looking at me. I said, because maybe you're supposed to be at this meeting. You're saying you got a word, but what's the Lord saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, trying, I'm not raising no, no, no punk Christians now. I'm, raising, <laughs> I'm trying to raise some mature believers in here that when God says go, you go. You're talking to a man. Listen, I'm a man that stepped away from a six-figure paying job to go into ministry. I, I am a candidate. Oh, no, I'm going to say this right. I am qualified to talk to you about what I'm talking to you about where that's concerned. You ain't left a six-figure pan job like I have, so I can talk to you about. Maybe maybe you're not supposed to be there tonight. Maybe you're supposed to be at this meeting. Well, Pastor, you know I got to work. I remember one particular guy, he, he was coming to church, and we were believing God with him to get a car. And we were all believing God. Man, we, we're praying over, we're going to get him a car, and and the uh, states not prayed. Should we get him, you know, should we should we get him a car? You know, what can we do? And the Lord didn't, he didn't give us the release to do that, whatever. And the Lord blessed him with a car. Some he got got things going, got a car. Guess what? We ain't seen that brother since. We ain't seen him since. He got a car. I ran into him in Walmart. Brother, hey, where you been, man? Pastor, I, Past, I got work. Well, I said, man, you would believe you got a car? And yeah, man, I got work. And I'm supposed to say, oh, yeah, I understand, man. No, I just looked at him and said, what what does the Lord want you to do? Well, the Lord wants me to work. Yeah, he wants you to work. But maybe he wants you at this meeting this this particular time. Or maybe he wants you to go on vacation and and not go to work. I'm talking some workaholics in here right now. Maybe you need to go to Disney World like Danica's going on Sunday. Amen. I wish I could go, too. Maybe, just maybe, maybe you're supposed to take some time off work. But our default is, I got to work. Pastor, you know I got to work. Well, you might miss out on what the Lord has for you. Let's look at verse 66 again. Deuteronomy 28, 66. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. Let me back up. I'm sorry. Go back to 65. There's a lot I want to say about 65. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place, but there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes and anguish of soul. So you're always tired. That's no rest. This is the curse, always tired. Fear, failing eyes means your sight you're losing your sight and you start you're stopping seeing the blessing in operation and all now you're seeing is the curse in operation. You've transferred your hope and trust from God to what you can see with your five physical senses. That's failing eyes. You've, you know, the Bible talks about lift up our eyes, right? And look. We've, we've let our eyes go, go down and we're looking like this and not back up at God. When we start looking left and right, we're going to get discouraged quickly. Despair. Depression. No appetite. No appetite. I want to talk about that. Healthy, healthy people have an appetite. If you, if you don't have an appetite, you are unhealthy. That's how when people get sick, they don't, they don't eat. And as, you know, with our children, you know, we got to eat something. We got to eat something. Or, you know, or, or even adults, you got to eat something because healthy people have an appetite. They have to eat. And when they start saying now, I'm, I'm hungry, that's a sign. Now, spiritually speaking, if you're not hungry for the things of God, that means you're eating off the world. You're eating the things and you're getting full off the cotton candy of the world and you're not hungry for the things of God. And if you keep going to your refrigerator and opening it and closing it, who am I talking to in here? And then going back, opening it and going, then you don't even know. You just hopped up off the couch and you opened it and closed. That means you're spiritually hungry. I'm just telling you, that's an indicator. Spend more time with God. You're looking for something and it's not in the refrigerator. It's in the word of God. And it's a sign that you got to spend time with God. I'm telling you things that I have learned. <laughs> that I've put into practice in my life. Sorrow is another one. We've been redeemed from sorrow. Say, I've been redeemed. redeemed from, from, sorrow. from sorrow. Look at verse 66 now. Verse 66, your life shall hang in doubt before you, you shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. You're always weak, you're always terrified, and you're paranoid. That's part of the curse. I want you to see these signs, these indicators, as they try to creep into your life. You're always terrified. You're paranoid. And you, how many of you know we got reason to be terrified and paranoid of what's going on in this earth? There's reason to be, but we have our hope in Jesus, glory to God. And Psalms 91 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. I don't say I'm scared to death. I'm I'm terrified, I'm paranoid to death. I don't say that. I say when I'm when fear tries to grip me, and how many know fear will try to grip you, I say, the father loves me, my father loves me, he is my refuge, my fortress, my ever-present help in time of need. Being terrified, scared, paranoid, all of that is part of the curse. Now, I do want you to understand that because you are in this world. You are going to feel some of these things, okay? You're going to feel like that things are going to come upon you, and you're going to feel as if afraid. You're going to feel it, but recognize it and shout, "I'm redeemed." Amen. I'm redeemed. People are gonna think you crazy, but just shout it anyway. I'm redeemed. You're in the doctor's office, and and we see something negative. I'm redeemed. What what is he talking about? Just past that, that. That was between me and God, and. And that whatever you saying, that I don't got nothing to do with you. That's got what's going on that you said, and me and God. I'm redeemed. I'm letting them know I'm redeemed. And they look at me like, "What are you talking about?" I'm redeemed. Glory to God. Somebody say, "Hallelujah." Hallelujah. Say it one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right, let's look at verse. Put the next one up there for me. Is it verse sixty? Verse sixty. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse sixty. Moreover. He will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you are afraid, and they shall cling to you. Watch this. If it's a disease you fear, you are redeemed. Glory to God. If I were to ask you right now, what is something that you fear? And don't tell me. But if I were to ask you, what is it? A disease? Some sickness? what What is it you fear? And you, some of you would name something. Well, if you know this, that, and the third, you're redeemed from that too. Glory to God, hallelujah! I'm redeemed from it. Somebody's shouting, "I'm redeemed!" Look at verse sixty-one. I'm wrapping up here. Verse sixty-one. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. Now I want to read this one one more time. Every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book, every sickness and every plague that's not written in this book, it says, the Lord will bring unto you upon you until you are destroyed." Everyone's not in this book. So what does that mean? What if someone creates a sickness? They go into a laboratory and they just, they make something up, which I think happened with COVID. But that's, that's another story. What if they create a sickness and it gets released and you've never heard of it? The Bible says you've been redeemed from that too. Hallelujah. What if the, what if the disease you suffer from right now wasn't mentioned? I didn't mention it. The Bible says... You've been redeemed from that too. Hallelujah. Every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law, scripture says, we've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Somebody shout, I'm redeemed. redeemed. Say it again, I'm I'm redeemed. One more time. I'm redeemed, hallelujah. What is provided by grace must be accepted by faith. Grace has provided us redemption from all these things we talked about. We don't have to deal with it. Let me say it this way. We don't have to put up with it. We don't have to live with it. I don't care if the doctor said you're going to struggle with that all your life. You don't have to do that. You are redeemed From every sickness and disease that was mentioned tonight, and I like verse 61, and ones that were not mentioned tonight, (laughs) hallelujah, ones that were not written in this book, we've been redeemed from. And now faith, this is God's grace. Grace has extended unto us the blessing, the empowerment to prosper, not having to put up with this stuff. Faith says, I'll take it, I'll have it, it's mine. I'll fight, and forever along, I'll have to fight this thing, I'll fight this thing. I'll fight it, I'll fight it, I'll fight it. There were several years ago, um, about 10 years ago, no, it's maybe longer than that, no, no, 2014, right? It's almost 10 years ago. Um, I got got attacked in my body. don't know what, don't know what was going on in my body whatsoever. I started to be really, really weak, even to the point that I couldn't pick up my children. Like, that's how weak I was. I was getting so weak that I, seriously, I couldn't open up a water bottle. I couldn't grab and open. I was really, really weak. I started losing a pound a day. And they they talk about, Tanel, I was, when I told the story about back, Tanel's like, oh, they, th- that's pretty serious when you're losing that kind of weight that fast, and um, I was getting weak, and I was having 104 fevers, 104 fevers consecutively, and we went to the doctor, as you should. Okay, listen to me. I, I, I'm just against these people that don't go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Get, get it. Just get it looked at at least. Gosh. So I went. They were like. We don't know what's going on. I went back the next day because I had another fever. We don't know what's going on. Went back the third day. They said, man, we don't know what's going on. So we began to do what we know to do. Speak the word. Get the word playing in the home. Stacy was speaking the word. We were just beginning to declare the word. I'm getting weaker and weaker while this is going on. Then I went to the doctor and uh, went back fourth time. And the doctor was looking on Wikipedia. I saw it. And they were. they was like, "What are your symptoms, um, um, Devon? Where are?" You? And then they came back and they said, "You have a dog disease, and then we're gonna give you all this medicine, this that." And the third, I didn't have no dog disease, okay. And um, and I saw you on Wikipedia. I I said, "Doc, I saw you on Wikipedia." Well, they said, "Well, that's how we do things." If I, I said, "I said, no, no, no." I said, uh, "I'm not taking any of that, right?" I said, "Lord, I'm not. They're not. I'm not a guinea pig, okay." I'm not, I'm not doing that. I said, Lord, your word says, even if it's not written in this book, we don't know what it is. I went and tried to find out what it is. They can't tell me what it is. Your word says I'm healed. And I started saying, I'll fight this thing for the rest of my life if I have to. And I began to fight it. And I was, there were nights I'm laying in the bed crying. Ooh! in pain, but I'm healed. I'm redeemed. I was having some of the weirdest dreams you've ever had in, in your life, by, by the way. I mean, odd ah, dreams, aliens and stuff. It was crazy. And so Thomas was an alien in the dream. No, I'm just joking. No, I was joking. And so, and, and, and I said, Lord, I said, what, what's, what's taking so long to receive my healing? the Lord spoke some words to me that I still think about today. He said, my people don't prepare for long battles. He said, teach my people to prepare for long battles. That's what I heard. My people. And we've gotten into a culture of we want things to happen quick. The microwave is too slow. And, and I got to have it now. And if I don't get it now, I don't want it. I want it now. I want it now. It's got to be now, now. Now, and I had prepared for a 24 hour bug. That's why I was prepared. Like, oh, this a little bug. Until the next day, I couldn't get out of the bed. And, uh, and the next, it was a Friday. I remember it was a Friday, 24 hours, Saturday. Um, you know, it was a Saturday night. And I got to come up here and preach. Saturday night, I couldn't get out of the bed. Stacy literally used to push me out the bed. I couldn't get out the bed. I was just, I was like, I felt like a 200 year old man. And I finally got going, got here, holding on to the thing. No, I was sitting down. I was sitting down, holding on. But I'm preaching the word of God. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. To the point, Steve, y'all know Steve. Steve used to come to the house and pick me up, carry me out of the bed, bring me down the steps of my house, throw me in his truck, bring me to church. I would preach. He would pick me back up. Carry me back. Well, I would walk, and I didn't want you to see. I not want y'all to see me doing that. I would walk out the door. Then he would carry me to his car, put me back, carry me back upstairs, and lay me back down on the bed. Why am I telling you this? Because miraculously, I woke up the next morning and I jumped out of the bed. Now, when I say the next morning, I'm talking about days later. This thing lasted 21 days. 21 days. Didn't know what was going on. Felt like 21 years. And I said to the Lord, I said, I'll fight this forever. I'll fight it forever. I don't know what it is, but I'm redeemed from this and I'll fight it forever. This is how you have to get. And when you are willing to stand forever, you won't be standing long. When you're willing to fight forever, you won't be fighting long. Are you listening to me? But when you prepare for a one-day bug and it lasts 21 days, oh man, you're in trouble. When you prepare for a battle for a week, I'm prepared for this week battle, and it lasts a month, Whew, you're in trouble. When you prepare for a battle the last three months and it lasts a year, you're in trouble. How about you prepare for it to last forever? And then you fight it, then it won't be long. Woo, God came up quick. How long did it take? Two and a half years. But that was fast, glory to God, because I was prepared to fight this thing forever. Hallelujah. All healings aren't instantaneous. And the Lord spoke to me, even in scripture, the Lord spoke to me, my people don't prepare for long battles. Teach my people to prepare for long battles. And tonight is just a glimpse of one, faith begins where the will of God is known. And wherever the will of God is known, you can release your faith. I want you to know that it is his will for you to be healed. Amen. Today we celebrate him getting on the cross. Why did he get on the cross? Yes, it's for it, the blood was shed, but his blood could have been shed if he got shot with an arrow. Are you listening to me? And yes, the, the, it was sin, but I mean, he could have drowned and, and His he would have covered our sin by drowning. Why? The cross to redeem us from the curse. That's operating in the earth. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you and remember to love, learn, live and lead.